0: This is the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. (laughs) All right. So, uh, welcome to the next panel uh, here at MadCon 2022. Um, We're going to be talking about the future of diegetic Podcasts. Now, before we dive into that, I have the annoying professor instinct and it will be with me for the rest of my life. Dante, what's diegetic mean?
2: Uh, diegetic uh, deals with whether the sound exists inside of the reality of the scene or is just put in afterwards. When I was a TA, I had to teach Nicely about answered. diegesis.
1: <laughs> All right, I picked on the right student. Very good. Mm. Uh, and Dante, why don't you go and tell us who you are? Who are you, Dante?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy who does stuff. No, uh, I'm Dante. I just graduated uh, with my master's degree uh, in television, screenwriting, and production. Um, and I have an obscenely specific undergrad degree, um, because I went to the same school that Jim Henson, the Muppet guy, went to, and he made it so you can do whatever you want. Uh, I, (laughs) I am a, a horror writer by trade, as well as a voice actor, um, Uh, I do special effects makeup and costuming as well. That's, that's my bag.
1: Ah, hell yeah. We can get along great, Dante. I also did special effects makeup for a hot second in undergrad when I was uh, a a musical theater major, and then I did an abrupt shift into law. Um, Yep, (laughs) it'll do that. Yeah, it will.
2: (laughs) I did the other way around. I did that all through undergrad. It's a weird
1: connection between those two, but it's there. Yeah.
2: Now, I, I do um, settlement <laughs> coordination for a law firm. That's yeah. my nine to five.
1: Yeah, that'll do it. Yep. That does the trick. It's a, I've, I've excited people for me, like, it's just like Felix, right? And I'd be like, you'd be, I'm not, it's not a, an unusual thing, but also shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to throw me under the bus that hard. All right. So, diegetic. Um, we're talking about um, the future of diegetic podcasts. So, we talk about diegetic podcasts, we're talking about stuff like, um, like Jackwell Trades is a found footage podcast, uh, and found footage is one of the classic forms of diegetic media, right? Where everything that you have you are listening to is something that has been found and either archived or is you you the listener are going through it after the fact. Um, it often is a, a a device for horror, in particular, um, especially because you know whatever has happened has already happened. There is no communicating with the protagonist anymore. There is, it's already, you have a, an, an innate sense of this having happened uh, before you got there. Um, but what other kinds of diegetic podcasts or diegetic media are there? Like, are aside from the found footage and like the Blair Witch Project vibes, what else mm. could, we, we, could we classify as diegetic? Dante!
2: You gotta raise your uh, hand. Yes. So uh, epistolary <laughs> stuff falls falls under yes, this um, i feel like it's way more common with like novels and mm-hmm. stuff yeah but like you get you get your uh frankenstein is all epistolary uh, dracula mm-hmm. is the first found footage but it's also technically epistolary because it is it's you know it's, it's compiled, compiled by the person who public whatever mina can you say the beginning of what is it, a epistolary so, is basically like a compiled thing usually it's done with letter like that's the best example of like compiling okay. a book of letters sent between two people letters or like,
1: articles sometimes are missing. yeah
2: yeah it's basically like written documentation from a from a time that's like put into a narrative and usually it's a back and forth but i don't think that's part of the actual definition i think that's just kind of
1: you can just have it be one person yeah letters that is an option
2: yeah um and so that exists a lot and i've seen that done nicely with like straight up and down the that's what the green brothers have been doing for years and years like dear hank and dear john that's just epistolary youtube videos like
1: Mm -hmm. (sighs) absolutely so would you you say that's digetic then? (laughs)
2: Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think green actually exists in the world. Yeah, I don't, I
1: don't know. I'll, be, I'll believe it when I see
2: it. Yeah. I was just about
0: to say that exact <laughs> phrase.
1: We hang out too much, um, <laughs> I right, think. So, what were you going to say, Kai?
0: Uh, I was going to say, like, I mean, it's it's such a easy one to go to, but like, welcome to Nightvale. Like, you are yeah. a citizen listening to the radio show in this place. You are a yeah. citizen of Nightvale. Um, and so, you're just like sat there. This, they're speaking to you kind of thing um,
1: yeah yeah would you say no i had a question for you Kai, because i was thinking about this after the fact um because i originally was like oh chain of being is an obvious example here of dynamic is it or is there is stuff it? that us the listener gets to be privy to like the vibe and tonal shifts um because you add a lot of like impact yeah. sound that i don't know would be yeah, uh, but it's the future. I don't know. Maybe there is vibe music. Like, it's, it's... <laughs>
0: the, the the narration, I think, is like a is like a thing of like this yeah. is not somebody speaking to anyone. This is just the internal thoughts of a character. Yeah, um, and there is definitely like score that, uh, like the first bits of score I did was like, yeah, no, only you're hearing this. This isn't a thing that they're hearing. Yeah. Just to kind of, but like score in the fact that in the way that I do music, so like arguably music, <laughs> everything's music anyway. But, but like what what what. The layman, this really
1: bad sign when your band goes? I mean, really, everything's music, and you're like, hmm, uh, <laughs> Man, the $15 I spent is gonna backfire. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> um,
0: luckily, all my music's free, uh, but then, uh, they, um, then there is like in the like last episode, and then the episode before that, there is like sounds that are kind yeah. of up in the air as to whether it's diegetic or not whether are they hearing this because is is they're in a weird fucking space that like is in yeah. reality so it's like maybe this is happening It's just an unexplained phenomena off in the distance because i like will slap a reverb on some bit of no input that i've done and suddenly it's like is that happening or is that just an effect which i think okay. i had a lot of fun messing with um so maybe is the answer <laughs> i don't know I you
1: think- know that's I think- the perfect possible yeah. answer for chain of being is is it <laughs> 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 because my, my follow up to that was because my because at first I was like it's a perfect example then I was like oh but is it though and then I was thinking mm. okay but if it's sound as occurring not necessarily in the space but to Adam I think you could mm. make that argument that like as Adam is acknowledging the world around him like he definitely has input sensory input that nobody else seems to be getting. And do um, you have
0: diegetic that is with narration or does diegetic have to be like this is. Dante?
2: Uh, yeah. It does have to exist in the world.
1: Okay. Then
0: so no. think, uh, it has yeah, to yeah. exist
2: in the world, but there's, like, kind of, like, stipulations on that, depending mm-hmm. on the media. So, like, okay. I'm going to use my favorite example of this. Yes. Which is The Great Gatsby. So, yeah! when we're discussing the novel, in theory, Nick's, like, narration is and like technically this isn't like a real example of diegetic because it's just it's written as a plain novel it's not written as whatever but if you read it as his account or his inner thoughts that is literally happening and it's his perspective and it exists and it's there but then if you watch the 2012 Baz Luhrmann version which Mm -hmm. I really really enjoy that narration is no longer diegetic because it is put over top of scenes that it's not actually in sure so it's like one of those like weird twisty things where like if you want to count the great gatsby as not just like prose text if you want it to be nick writing because he is a writer he says at the very beginning that he's a writer and it's a whole thing the the great however you want to say what great means you know then it is literally it exists it's him writing it it's mina's diary it's walton's letters um but movie is not or like in if you look at in the 2022 batman there's Radiohead playing and then he turns his radio down.
1: That's one of my favorite yeah. tropes in modern media is like a way to transition into the, um, the scene itself. It's so cheesy. And every single time I'm like, Oh, they did the thing. <laughs> uh, my, favorite,
2: my favorite yes, is the reverse. Uh, one, of my yeah. favorite, one of my favorite movies is repo, the genetic opera. And, Okay, so it's a rock opera, right? So it's a, it's a musical. It's you have many things. Of, it's many things. You, ha- you have to kind of assume that, like, okay, musical rules, whatever. But then there's this one shot where they're in a limousine and it pulls out to the outside. And you just hear from the inside muffled. So, like, it now establishes that they're actually singing through this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Because you hear Roti's voice, like, muffled. And that mm. changes.
0: musicals fuck me up like that I I, I think that's why I can't fully get into them because it's like are they actually doing this or is this like what is this representing is this a a representation of their inner like thoughts or is this like they're all just actually like singing and is this is just a magical world do you not sing all the time? no we don't do that here Mm.
1: (laughs) it's a strictly American
0: thing too much passion you get killed
1: (laughs) Just like they just nudge you else are like oh, you're not British sorry yeah. uh, you gotta go that's, <laughs> uh, that's okay. All right, so the the version of the media can also change like I like that the movie not being beingretic but the book could in theory if you make the argument for it and that's always the best sign that you've found you've hit gold is the in theory if you make an argument for it, <laughs> definition. Uh, okay this way. Do <laughs> you consider? A- <laughs> well, actually, um, so well, we're talking about the future of budgetic podcasts, right? So what uh, Lee mentioned earlier and the welcoming uh, that we have as a community with podcasts in particular all flocked to this. Like We've mm. got Welcome to Night Vale, we've got Magnus Archives, we've got Parkdale Haunts, we've got Jack of All Trades, and of course I'm listing all the horror things and you might see my bias here, but like this is not an unusual phenomena mm. with uh, audio drama specifically, whereas with books and movies and stuff, it's typically the odd duck out um there's it's not as common like you finding out that like and this was the person talking to you the entire time is like a genuine twist still versus like oh yeah no, no. obviously we're reading the diary of whatever the hell um unless of course you subscribe to dracula daily in which case you are currently <laughs> doing that but um why why do you think this has become such a thing with podcasts i was about not to,
0: to say to... something but that's wrong but sorry go on go on <laughs> <laughs> do you want to say, go for it?
1: Let me decide what's wrong well, with it.
0: Well, I was going to say it's because, like, you're actively pressing play on an audio file, so it makes sense that you've been given a single thing. But you're also actively sitting down and watching a film of something. But whereas I think because...
1: Okay. No, but I'm into that. There's, like, you there have more control. Yeah you, could, yeah, you could pause this. You, It's meant to be fussed with a bit, I guess.
0: It's, yeah. Or okay, you also did the film. Though, like if you're sat watching a film on your computer and then you can press pause so it's kind of like I, I guess think audio so. audio files are more frequently sent on their own I feel like but no that's no because then people send videos of shit to each other all the time so I wonder.
1: I think there's more, like, I. Wait, you've hit something here. There's a, because there's definitely, you're not supposed to pause mm-hmm. a movie kind of a thing versus, like, if somebody sent me, like, a video of them playing with their dog, I would not feel an iota of regret pausing it to go get water or something. Whereas, like, I feel a little smidge bad, even if I'm, like, by myself pausing a movie midway through, wanna, like, an yeah. Intense scene. Yeah, like, I feel like I've I've, like, not acknowledged the art in some way. But you're right. Like, somebody could send me videos of, of stuff, and that would be different. Um, mm. The guest audiophile lends to being more casual, maybe? Um, yeah. I don't know, but that's something. A, something. There here. is
2: a historical component of this. OK. Uh, so not to not to agree with the adversary and what they said during the opening earlier, my, my cousin, <laughs> the nemesis Lee. Uh, <laughs> uh the so one of the one of the things that has with with audio is let me back up part of my part of my field of study is called media necromancy which sounds baller but is baller (laughs) for a different reason uh it's, it's basically like taking something and ripping it into a different medium so like okay. taking taking the novel war of the worlds and making it the audio drama taking the audio drama and making it the movie right and then like sure. dealing with like interactive fiction and how stuff like that mm-hmm. develops but audio is always the first thing in our homes uh it's the most intimate form of media so like not to be that guy was like from the beginning we sat around the campfire <laughs> but like the first oh, thing okay. that we put into Our homes is that whether it's Mm. someone, you know, reading the letter from your cousin who's out of the country, or getting a record from someone in the war, or the radio being in your house that's the first thing. And then it becomes okay, there's movies in the cinema. Okay, now you can have TV at home. Now this. And that's true. It, even, it even moved with us of the first thing we could take with us was music. We start developing ways yeah. to like, listen to sound, listen to audio. Okay. Audiobooks are a thing. And then one of the first thing we ported onto, you know, phones as they became like ubiquitous in life was being able to listen to music and being able to listen to audio. Yeah. And that went directly to podcast because it's iPod cast, right? And there's that whole lawsuit nonsense about it. And so, there's a specific type of intimacy that comes with like in the home in the hand like this is this lives here mm-hmm. that it's, it would yeah. be a little weird if it was just like I through my phone that I am listening to I can hear an entire world versus through my phone that I have I can hear my friend talking or I can hear yeah. you know a, a song that you know someone sat down and recorded like music we know sure. someone sat down record produced it put it out and we can get to it if it's like the way television works is we're just seeing a snapshot. And yeah. so there's like a weird sort of like we have a difficulty buying into it because it's intimate and it's in our homes and it's with us. And it's like a Okay.
1: Yeah. So our suspension of disbelief is going to be of a much higher standard. Uh like we're we're less willing to excuse that. Um and need to be a little bit more convinced. That is actually kind of the route that I was going to go when Lee. Like, I had to stop myself from from diving into my feelings on why uh, indie creators tend to lean towards that. Um, but my my first instinct was for critics. For critics of art, we have been consumers of art, and we're like, this is very much indie produced. So this is not based off of big budget stuff that we think will be most mass pleasing. This is the, our the target audience is us um and as a result we make the media that we think would be the most believable and if we tend to be harsh critics of ourselves diegetic leans well towards like no it's not we're not asking you to suspend your disbelief at all actually yeah you don't have to suspend a goddamn thing we will come to you i <laughs> mean
0: that as in it's like a defense mechanism like well if Almost, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a real thing so like what do you doing you know, is that like as in so the quality of like the well yeah is that i think
1: so yeah no i think that's i think i hear what you're saying and like because we're going to have a much higher standard for what we are willing to believe out of the stories that we produce um and like i mean like it's like when you were telling me forever ago about like how much thought goes into the sound effects in the background of chain of being scenes. And you you have to like stop yourself and be like, I spent like a week on this like sneeze that no it's one is going to notice.
0: You like of someone like hammering a nail into a wall it's like, yeah, yeah everyone really cares about that fucking guy. Putting a <laughs> picture on his wall. Yeah, that's, all, right? that's why the episode is two weeks late. Cause there's a fucking hammer noise, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a good fucking hammer noise.
1: Yeah. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's what I mean. Like so, in, because when you listen to your own media later, you're gonna yeah. hold it to that standard. Whereas if you listen, to, if I sent you like, yeah, I recorded this podcast, it'd be really weird if you're like, yeah, the aq of the hammer guy in the background, <laughs> kind of shit actually. Um yeah. and I can no longer believe your story. Uh, so
0: is it, is it bad I kind of want someone to put that level of critique into it though? Or is that like uh, a weird is that just I want you to make
2: a I want you to make a supercut of just all the background noises you yeah, think right. no one hears and just upload it with no comments. Yeah. Say, like exact same show notes, whatever. Just
1: yeah. Chain of being minus the chain. Yeah. <laughs> just being <laughs> um but that that was my theory is that we were a harsh critic and because we don't have any um uh, mm. studios or producers to, like beating that out of us and saying i don't care produce it i think um,
2: in that, that same case. vein like quality and ability is part of it yes. as well in yeah. that like if you look at uh for example uh magnus archives or like the web series carmilla mm-hmm. they're both they're both very cognizant of like what on their budgets and abilities they can actually, like, quote-unquote, show or, like, yeah. sound. Yeah. And so, like, part of the reason it was on the tapes in the beginning in Magnus Archives was just because it was audio quality. It's You put that filter on, and it's fine. Carmilla, you don't have any of the action scenes right in front of you because they can't shoot can them, right? So yeah. they just they set it up as this real dead-to-camera thing. And so when you make it, like, you literally have to be able to record it you kind of save yourself a little bit when it yeah. comes to certain things and are able to like drift also into that like narration realm. So I I also write for The Grey Rooms. Um mm-hmm. I had written like an anthology episode for them and I'm helping write season 5. Yay, everyone get hype. Um and one of their things that they really like is just, you know, because it's first person, so they yeah. let someone get into these really like descriptive like horror Monologues that you wouldn't get like if you just did all the sounds for it, it would just be a lot of slurping. Versus like you know (laughs) you can get really into like the nave nave to chops viscera. Just
1: the sound of me with a slurpee after 7-Eleven. Actually, I'm sorry guys. Exactly. Yeah. It gives you the it gives you this
2: ability to sort of like exactly how like. a a novel dude. An
1: interpretive filter of, like, you're not just experiencing something that scares you, you're experiencing somebody else's fear as well. Yeah,
2: and it's it's that thing of, like, I know some people talk about horror novels don't get to them because they're the one reading it. It's mm-hmm. right that bridge, which, first of all, bullshit. Fuck you. you at reading I'll
1: <laughs> read Rebecca and come back. Yeah. Tell me how <laughs> you feel. Hey, hey,
2: Caitlin R. Kiernan would like a word. Uh, but like with a podcast, it's very much like... Just one
1: word. That's all,
2: hey, all she needs. Hey, let, me, let me show you something real fucked up, baby girl. Like, it's just... <laughs> you know you <laughs> can't stop yeah. imagining you're not reading it i'm telling you about it right. my skin is What's off
1: happening to you the yeah, adversary I <laughs> hi lee <This>
2: bullshit <laughs> um that's,
1: that's actually terrible. a very good point and like uh when so jackie and i way before fn existed um well i guess not way before it kind of all snowballed but um we decided to make a podcast and we decided to do this for funsies and we thought this will be a great hobby that we can share together as as buds uh new friends that we met at work we didn't think this was going to be a big deal <laughs> anyway <laughs> and um it's, it's turned out all right i think um so we decided to make this uh, podcast and it was and i've told the story a few times before so if you've heard it before uh, from listening to multiple uh fn events i'm sorry you're gonna hear it again um jack of all trades was made based off of a joke of me not understanding the magnus archives so i have there's something like chemically wrong with me that like my fear reaction is delayed enough that like it no longer has the intensity of like a flinch reaction um Phenomenal for leadership positions and shit, because I'm unflappable, possibly to a worrisome extent. But, like, uh, it means that, like, when the fear does settle in, it's more of a slow, creeping, like, terror, rather than an immediate sense of horror. Um, and that's one of the big reasons that I it, it took me forever to understand horror as a, as a medium, because I wouldn't wait. I would sit through there, and people would be like, wasn't that terrifying? I'd be like, not really, because for me it was delayed. And I wouldn't take the time to let it like sink in or evaluate the tropes of it or what that meant in a narrative. And Jackie was the first person to introduce me to that. And she's like, OK, actually, one of the best pieces of media that you can really begin with, especially if you're coming in with a modern perspective um, and you, know, you don't have the nostalgia aspect here to back you up on anything. Would be the Magnus Archives because it literally dives into what is fear. Why is this scary to you? Why is this not scary to someone, somebody else? Um, and it will eventually hit something that you are scared by. Um, and which, but it, it meant that um, Jackie, who knows me very, very well, knows that I will um, immediately go find transcripts and then read the whole thing. And I will, like, I read much faster than I listen. And so I will just inhale that stuff, and, and uh, I do this with video games, I do this with, like, I, I will read the Wikipedia for a book, because I thought, like, oh, I needed to look up the name of something, but while I'm here, <laughs> and, like, and the spoilers don't bother me, to be clear, and I, I'm one of those spoilers people that, real. they're spoilers not are real, real. Uh, there are some instances, like, Outer Worlds, don't look it up, because it's genuinely a better experience, but it won't ruin it, it's just, it makes it better to explore it, but I've, I've, I've maybe Two or three examples of media, and that that I genuinely believe that that is like part of it. Whereas, like if it's just a surprise or a twist in the end, I don't think that that's ruined necessarily. I always um, find I, myself
0: anticipating it. I find it more exciting.
1: There's a study about this. There's a
2: study about this. Let me pull the article real quick so I can actually talk Please about sue. it. Please
1: do. But so so Jackie was introducing me to horror through the Magnus Archives, right? And um, and we've been kind of talking about writing a podcast together just for funsies. Um, and there's an episode in the Magnus archives called "The Lost Jones Cave," that so many people are terrified of, and understandably, uh, underwater cave diving is horrifying. It's a concept. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> like why? You guys ever
2: gone caving?
1: No, I'm saying I don't do that. <laughs> I, I went caving oh, in school West trip Virginia.
2: Sure. Yeah, I went caving in West Virginia one time, and first of all, it was wonderful. Uh, I feel like it. that's
1: a trauma bonding thing people it, say. Okay,
2: again, <laughs> again, again, caving, not cave diving, caving. Okay, okay all right. So all a, little right, all better, you, a little bit yeah, better, a little a bit better. A little more bones, a little less water. It was yeah. wonderful.
1: <laughs> um,
2: but it, it it got me prepped for Lost John Cavern in that yeah. I filled up my no, bathtub so. with water, I got a washcloth soaked in water, I put it over my face and I laid like that and listened to it. It was great because I don't I also don't get freaked out myself. I'm like, I will give myself the best shot. <laughs> I want to <Jonathan>. experience it. <laughs> I want to
1: experience this, yeah. and like and so she made me promise to not look up transcripts, right? Um so that's that's a crucial element there. Um and I also <laughs> uh I struggle with auditory processing because I'm super ADHD. And so what she said is well, whenever you get confused about something, just message me and I'll clarify it for you. Um and she responded super fast, so that was never a problem. Um so <laughs> It was <laughs> like the Lost John's Cave um, with my husband, and I have it between us. Like, we actually have like a two desk set up here. We're side by side. Um, and uh, I had it set, like, the the speakers between us so that we could uh, experience the surround sound, sound of it as best we could. Um, I had it pointed a little bit more towards him, though, because he gets more out of that, I think. Um, and I was listening, and I was listening, and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. This is fascinating. Up until um, the person. Uh, the letter being read, because I think it's a one where Jonathan reads it, uh, talks about the audio that they recovered from the cave um, that she has no memory of and is very creepy. And um, what I heard was, don't drop the beat, don't drop the beat, don't drop, which is not what she's saying. She's saying, take her, not me. So if anybody out there was as confused as I was, Now you know. Um, And I was talking to Jackie about this episode because I had heard it perfectly clear. Like, I didn't think this was something that I'd misunderstood. I thought this was like, this is just another instance of Amy doesn't understand horror. Okay. And so I was like, so what why is rhythm relevant then like why is this i'm trying to find like the, like the narrative purpose to all of this or why we care that there's a beat at all to be dropped and i'm like thinking of this as like at a high academic level and i'm like okay well obviously it's got to be something up there because it's not going to be uh <laughs> mr johnny sims you wouldn't lead me astray like this would you <laughs> and like um <laughs> and he's like what are you talking about <laughs> and i was like don't drop the beat she's like That clarifies nothing. What are you talking about? It's like, don't, like, she says it over and over. Like, take her, not me? Why would you ever accept that don't drop the beat? And she's like, wow, you really don't grasp horror, do you? (laughs) So Jack of All Trades was born of what if we had a protagonist in a horror series that was of that level of not getting horror, just didn't get it. And so it, it was diegetic. Because we wanted to have mm. the like the audience aware of there's nothing I can do to stop this train wreck from happening, while Jack is in the middle of it going and I believe in my friends and I believe <laughs> that my girlfriend loves me and everything about this job is gonna go awesome and I think I'm in a rom com is what I think and like <laughs> and that was so it was a, a, a combination of horror and comedy so because I came from a comedy background um, and have only recently dove face first into horror um, but like. Yeah, it's that that was the whole purpose of the diegetic uh, framing was that we as the audience got to go, oh no, oh Jack, no, oh honey, no. And um, that that made it so much more visceral, I think to be able to experience what she experiences with her without any extra information and still know, like, oh, she's just kind of dumb. Okay. <laughs> so that was the joke that started Jack of all trades. And I'm sorry for telling that story a million times, but the purpose of that being the diegetic media has a framing Context that adds something to a narrative, even by the omission of stuff that you otherwise would have in a narrative. Where um, <laughs> I was going with that is, what does omission do in narratives? What is that? What is the impact of that in stories um, when uh, we have closer. omission? Uh, okay. terms, yeah, like okay. we don't have the the extensive description of the slurping sounds, right? So, what is the omission impact then?
2: I so I personally i feel like there's a couple answers to this and like the the right up front one is like it gives the listener room to do whatever right and that's where fan fiction and speculation and whatever come in but i i i do think a very important part of media is that it is consumed and consummation is not like a harmless process and so when you hi i i am a horror writer
1: (laughs) you have to destroy
2: what you like no but like in order in order to like receive a story or receive any input it has to be parsed through so many like layers that like it's impossible not to put something on it and when every single rung of that ladder is filled in you end up like bumping up against it and like obviously like media criticism shouldn't exist in that way where like the second you disagree with something it's no longer good at star wars fans but like (laughs) uh hi the thing that makes you a star wars fan is liking star wars not hating all the movies my guys but like (laughs) when when you leave rungs off of the ladder purposefully or like leave stuff omitted you leave nice spaces for your you to slot yourself into and Mm -hmm. either you know fill something in for yourself or understand it more or play with it more or even just like you know even if you don't do anything with that space you fall into it and you're trapped there like sorry but you are now stuck
1: yeah this is this is where you live now Yes.
2: now you're gonna think about this for about eight billion years yeah Uh, and i'll say this because because lee is here uh we are streaming a video game called sherlock holmes chapter one made by frogwares it's game of the year every year it's incredible it's sherlock holmes for people who like dorian gray that's the (laughs) premise of the game uh and in it everyone is sort of very styled 1886 sort of like like mediterranean style like it's very like you know normal except for sherlock holmes who, first of all, this is teetotaler Sherlock Holmes. He doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't rat his hair, nothing. He doesn't do anything, no vices, he's 21 years old. And he is dressed in black suit, leather everywhere, straps across everything. It's this, like, bonkers, like, emo, steampunk, like, Baby Boy's first band concert, but also he's goth. And so we spent forever talking about this suit that he's wearing in that there is no conceivable world he bought this suit he didn't buy this there's no way he bought this suit there's no way he asked for it to be made it had to have been a hand-me-down that he wanted to change or he liked to play pretend as a kid a costume like whatever and so like there's something here yeah there's no way he like wrote a letter to mycroft being like can i have money to buy a like goth ass like suit (laughs)
1: he didn't do that absolutely i'm (laughs) gonna look so
2: fucking hot everyone's gonna look like he didn't do that he he doesn't give a fuck and so we spent you know probably more time than it takes people to complete this game just discussing (laughs) so why did he do this to his suit jacket
1: no but legit that's like a good question and i that's one of my biggest um I, the reasons i love costume design why do they dress like that that was a very good question um yeah why I mean, does
2: bucky barnes have 45 unique straps on him <laughs>
1: i don't think we're ready for that answer. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the uh, the the impact of omission then i guess with diegetic podcasts is so much harsher because it's mm. silence right the lacking of information is always going to be silence in a diegetic podcast right i mean genuinely
2: (laughs) the last transmission you know once once this ends once this podcast stops playing once it like whatever that is
0: it
1: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
0: Islands. And I,
2: I think that hits in a way that's different than TV. That like TV is a thing we turn off and on, whereas yeah. like hearing hearing someone's voice, like yeah. a podcast ending abruptly, is the same as your friend like dropping off a phone call, like yeah,
1: it's more worrisome. Um, like
2: I, something happened. I, I didn't end this. This in is, like a weird uh, way.
1: Control. Yeah. This is not. I didn't expect this to be <laughs> the way it is. Yeah. yeah. Can you
0: re? I think the two glasses of wine have got to me. Can you? I've lost the thread a little bit. Can you reiterate what the, the What do you mean by like omission and then silence in terms of? Okay, Can you just so like explain yeah, that to me. Yeah,
1: yeah, me? no, I got you. Um, so in Jackal Trades, right? Um, we are hearing the recordings from her Keystone right? Okay. Um, for those who have not listened to Jack of all trades, why? And two, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the keystones are basically like a Swiss army knife necklace thing that also act as a, uh, monitoring because it's, you know, the enemy is always capitalism. Um, once she's hired, so it's for legal purposes, her boss says to have recordings of all of her interactions with tenants on various side properties so that if anything were to arise, they could of course treat it appropriately. Um, and, uh, Jack being the trusting soul, that she has goes, "Oh, that's so nice that you protect me." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so we, the listener, are listening to Keystone recordings, which are activated by—I think I said somewhere in there when I was researching—it was somewhere between 15 to 30 decibels of sound. So, like breathing won't do it, but like if you cough loud enough, or if you say something and it's sustained enough for like about 10 seconds, your Keystone will just start recording automatically. Um, so, what were Panic, by the way. Thank you. I thought it was pretty clever. Um, we get
0: a super cup every time fun. Jack coughs.
1: That's actually all of season two. It's just Jack has a really it's, nasty yeah, cold? Um, but, <laughs> um, but the uh, uh, yeah, so the Keystone it, it is a it is a fallible object. It's it's it is an an inanimate object, and that does have impact. The, um so what we're listening to is her experiencing it in real time so there's yeah. not even like the um like I guess the Blair Witch effect of like you cut it and then we're gonna come back and like or whatever uh like there's or uh, God, what am I thinking of um marble hornets yeah I'll remember marble hornets mm-hmm. um where like the the video would end abruptly midway through and then it would like come back and then it would be clearly a new clip started playing but it was still something that they the, they the creator paste. In a way, okay. um, whereas you are listening to the Keystone recording, that whole recording is that whole recording, sure, um, yeah. and those 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 instances of sound were close enough together that that got all uh, tossed into the exact same file. Even if the Keystone like went to sleep mode for a little bit, yeah. um, it was close enough that it was um, it was it was notable. Um, so, as a result, silence from Jack, silence from her environment is extra tense because there is um, five seconds before the keystone goes to sleep. Mm. Five seconds of of silence or anything below 15 decibels. I can see your brain going, Dante. (laughs) But there's five seconds, which means, and we tell the listeners this at the very beginning um, for the express purpose of having them go, one, two, three... (laughs) <laughs> am i gonna lose that information is everything that i like my connection to jack right now is that about to go okay, um yeah. so there are uh so jack of all trades is a, a comedy horror um and i will warn we deliver on both <laughs> full of heavy-handedly we deliver on both um and the first bit of course is comedy because everything's fine um, and we, we want you to, I just want you to have a good time, laugh and smile a lot. Um, but then there are instances where Jack is trying to run and hide and stay hidden. And that omission means that we, the listener, don't know if she's successful. We don't know if she's nailed it or not. And five seconds of silence could mean a lot of things. Um... And her keystone is registered to her which she never questions why that is a thing um or what that means or why it seems to pick up on her sound specifically that's odd but jack is like that's what neat things we can do with technology these days gotta love her um so that's what i mean by omission we we stop giving you information you no longer know if jack is being intentionally silent Or if something is forcing Jack to be silent, you don't hear the, like, (sighs) somebody hiding because that would pick up. Um, So that omission, I think, gives us a totally different kind of information. Um, And this was something that Jackie was trying to teach me about, about horror, that omission and over-information are key elements to comedy that translate really well into horror, too. Um, of, like, t- not telling you the context of something and then mm. slamming the context home at the end usually brings the joke home. Um, whereas with horror, you just don't bring it home.
0: There's no punchline. <laughs> yeah. That's no. the only difference.
1: Yeah, there's no punchline. You just get stuck.
0: Of a story with um, the first Alien film where apparently Ridley Scott yes. didn't actually want to ever show the alien at all. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. just going to, like... Yeah, I think it, you only see it at the end when it gets ejected into space. Cause, like, only, I yeah, fully. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. I think it definitely would have been a lot better then i guess in that way you don't have to see how horrible the thing is like an audio drama of alien you wouldn't know you would never see it and No. That's you, right. i mean yeah which i think maybe that's the, that is why it's so good cuz like they also
2: i think what yeah. they nailed also with alien is the thing about like the xenomorphs that is scary isn't the thing that they're visually showing you yeah um like it's like the whole point of alien is that like penetration is scary like mm-hmm. that's that's what it is, mm-hmm. but when you're presented with these creatures, yes, they have every element of them screams sex at you, you know? like in like a, yeah. a in a scary way, not in like yeah. a well it depends who you, it depends okay, on me so or so not it may might, you might be me, and it's a cool, it's a cool and I didn't realize it was horror way uh, <laughs> this is a documentary that I'm watching uh <laughs> but the thing of like you know your brain will tell you like oh big big scary monster big teeth the hard yeah. hard hard carapace you know second mouth whatever and so the thing you are seeing yeah yeah uh, tony is saying it's geiger's whole state yeah so like the thing you are seeing still isn't the thing that's hunting you
1: yeah and yeah. like that
2: hits in like a great way of like a And I think that's something that, like, uh, the movie without narration does quite well. When you have the first person take the, like, the face hugger, you don't get, like, a statement of that guy being, like, this is what it felt like. Here's how it did. So Um, I have
1: the world's worst Wednesday, guys. Yeah.
2: (laughs) You just get on and then silence.
1: Yeah.
2: Until it's not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the only thing scarier than omission is when you come back from it and have to deal with the aftermath. Yeah. So. There's,
1: that's a wonderful, God, I wonder, you know, I wonder, I wonder if the, one of the reasons this is so big with audio drama in particular, and this is something I harp on a lot when I'm directing scenes is that you only get sound data. That's it. Mm. There's no, and mind you, we don't think about like, you know, Touch, taste, smell or whatever when you're going to a theater, but it's there. Like yep. this is all part of like the atmospheric build is something that is usually very intentionally done. If you have a set of time that has any merit. But like the you this is this is a whole experience sensory-wise for you, whereas with audio drama, maybe that's why we're pickier with them, too, of, like, I don't buy it yet. Yeah. I'm just listening to this. I am sat here on my couch. Why do I need to be scared? Why do I need to be laughing at this? Um, maybe mm-hmm. that's why it lends well to diegetic, because we can omit so much easier. It is think, so yeah. much harder to do an a in, like, say, live theater. Like, we just—you just stopped. Like that, that didn't seem like a, a thing was omitted. It seemed like you fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't seem like an intentional thing. Whereas with audio drama, all you have to do is stop recording, and that doesn't really sound all that different. And silences is something that can very much be intentionally placed in stories, so people aren't going to immediately go like, "Oh, is it fucked up? Did I mess up my computer?"
0: there's like a rule like which was what we were taught in like sound for screen specifically but i think it it does apply that like don't don't ever like like you're not really supposed to have like total zero decibels at any point during a thing you're always supposed to do some sort of room tone even it's like Mm -hmm. you're never not hearing anything in your life ever even if you're in the fucking sensory deprivation you can hear your heartbeat and the if you're in the water tank like you're always listening to something so i think it is that kind of like discomfort of if it actually drops to zero it's like Oh, that's weird. That's not nice. That's not that's,
1: good, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I guess, but then, well, here we go. This I always end up going in circles with this thing about silence, because you then, if it does drop to zero decibels, you are then just hearing the sound of the world around you and the headphones and the... That's kind of
1: there. a visceral reaction, right? It is. is. is, it is it's a, a story that is pulling you and mm-hmm. pulling you in and then slam dunking you back out.
2: Right. It's, like, yeah. it's the drop-off, too. Yeah. I feel like this is something that's specific to things that are, like, in parts whether it's uh, yeah. episodic or novels or whatever, yes. is that like a movie, you you top to bottom and however it ends, that's the end of it. But yeah. if you're doing a series or something that's episodic, you that? are just left for a second and not expected to just suddenly continue with your life. There's more to go, but you yeah. are now thrust back into like, yeah, it is now dead silent and you're on the subway and yep. you're no longer on the Hephaestus and you have to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you're, you're you're suddenly there again and you have to pick it back up like you have mm. to make the choice to do like that, that.
1: Like, like it's make the choice to do that, that that's a that's are
2: will like this is something i think about a lot as a participating person yeah is when it's episodic horror you are continuing to put these people in danger <laughs> if you if you stop yeah. listening if you stop watching the tv show whatever this Their is different ends. than a movie you yeah. say you're they're done they're done because they only exist as you're seeing them Yeah, and if you watch the next
0: episode, that's on you. But if it's if it's diegetic, then and you're listening to this thing that's already happened, it has happened to them, but you don't know what it is. So it's I guess is it yeah, and don't feel guilty for not bearing witness to it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) hide with
0: no one to
2: mourn them. Listen to the death (laughs) rattle, coward.
1: Thesis statement for this part po- for this particular it's, it's, it's <laughs> to say, that's a so, uh,
0: monochrome heavy metal band. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> <listening laughs> the death rattle coward.
1: That's our first song. Our,
2: yeah, yeah. our first song is called Listen to the Death Rattle Coward.
0: <laughs> can you do long distance heavy metal band? I'm sure I, I think you should. could. i
1: be a part of this. I know I've got like pastel going on, but I feel like it's every you one. Yeah yeah it's, it'll be fine it's perfect absolutely
2: I'll i recently just had to record a bunch of screaming so i'm down
1: perfect go. Was, um,
0: where were you like three months ago <laughs> i
1: was doing i was
0: doing the sound design for a like a post-battle scene you know like in medieval times they just go around and like shank everyone to death like yeah. many people. i was like does anyone have any good screams because all the fucking free sound screams are shit well you're I, horrible
1: I yeah, I just,
2: I, yeah, I, I, just recently got, got uh, murdered by a, a whole demon. It'll be out soon. Oh, again.
1: that's nice. Uh, at least it's a whole demon, not like you know a fifth of a demon. Like, come
2: on. It was just... in my brain. It was very terrible. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. I was sixteen. Yeah, it's fine.
1: All right. So Tony's asked, are there any good examples of blending diegetic and kind of your standard audio drama? And well, I'm gonna lob this one at Dante because I have a hunch that he has opinions about blending diegetic and anything non-diegetic. But my, I'm gonna, I'm gonna preempt it a, a little bit um using my my mod my mod powers here and say um i think the moment that you blended it's no longer didactic right
2: i think it's one of those things where it's it's the buying in right okay i, okay. I, I, right. I feel okay. like i feel like so I'll, I'll, I'll i will use the gray rooms as as an example sure. here um the way the Grey Rooms works for anyone who hasn't listened to it or only listened to, like, early seasons, because, like, it ha- it has changed significantly. When you listen to, like, the first couple episodes, it's, like, this is tried-and-true, like, creepy pasta. Like, you know, if that's your thing, that's your thing. If not, it's not. But, like, over the seasons, it, like, actually develops into, like, a quite effective uh, horror show. And the way it does is it has frame stories and door stories. And, like, the door stories are the anthology things of, like, the whole premise is, like, you look someone is trapped in the gray rooms and has to open a door and then when they go through the door they live through someone's death experience and it's that person like it's told in first person being like this happened then this happened and you hear what's happening around them as they sort of narrate it um which is not it is non-diegetic right this is like a they're just they're telling you the story you can't hear this this isn't a real thing but the frame story that starts it because like, there's a person who has to open that door. There's a person right. that, that
1: has to be energetic. that
2: that, is diegetic because it is like a facility it is like a process that there are people running the gray room like there's an architect there is a warden like things like that where like this is a place that actually exists and because it has so much infrastructure even though they never say like you know it's being recorded or it can be heard or whatever like it's understood that like
1: in front of a live studio audience
2: (laughs) yeah someone built this place someone runs this place therefore the things that happen in this place are audible and because the way Grey Rooms works is that you have your frame story, and then they open the door and go into like whatever their room is. You already have bought into it, like you're already sold yeah. into like the "I'm here, I'm that. with you," and now I'm just gonna come with you, you know. And I so like, that. I, I feel like some, po- I feel like podcasts could play a little bit more with like transitioning out of like starting it as like you know audio log da, 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 and then just, you know, I uh, have appointments today. And then you just keep going with that person throughout their day. And yeah, you know, they do not still have their voice recorder out, but you still like, you already sold <laughs> it. You don't and- go
1: to like Kroger and yeah. be like, and these peaches, I feel like are a metaphor. For I'm that not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Shots continuing to be fired between the adversaries. <laughs>
2: uh, but like I, you can you can buy in and like i feel like there's there's ways <laughs> lee's booing me in chat lee, hey hey lee post a photo of your phone case post a photo of your phone case coward what's your phone case look like That's also hey lee,
1: second release from the, <laughs> for the metal band um, boo,
2: kick him off the panel boo <laughs> yeah
1: that one specifically
2: <laughs> uh what was i gonna say but so like i feel like there's it's a it's a slippery slope though of if you go back and forth and back and forth and yeah, some stuff is and some might stuff, stuff isn't you anymore. It's like um, mm, mm, okay, mm. Shut <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> How eccentric are we willing to go here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So I wonder so, then what is the like super saturation point of vegetic <laughs> framing? Like where where do we get to the point where we're like that is enough? If we have any more ad- addition into this. There isn't, this is no longer going
0: to be believable. Sorry, I'm looking at the chat. I'm going to close that. Sorry, I'm yes. putting <laughs> some threats on me. Um,
1: <laughs> but then, then,
0: but then what, what, where do you start to label it diegetic or not? Like if it has a diegetic uh, recording in, is it It's just a thing with a diegetic, diegetic recording in? Or does it have to be completely 100% pure without any non-diegetic stuff in to be... Because like you can obviously most, have... Most diegetic things
2: are just pieces though you know like when you watch a movie the whole thing isn't diegetic but if someone has a radio the radio Mm. playing music is diegetic right because it's not the whole thing it's the and like when we get into talking about like a thing being diegetic like the whole thing we're talking Mm almost exclusively about audio because hey most diegetic things are audio just generally speaking okay
1: there we go then we're kind of heading back to that why is this such a a thing with podcasts maybe we've all just kind of recognized that audio is something that's easier for us to recognize as a visceral experience Um, it's also
2: like if you're watching a movie the 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 gun isn't real Right. right like it, like, right. I mean, like it's, di- it's diegetic in that it can, like, exists you in can the still scene see
1: the frame of your tv screen you can it, see yeah. your weird posters behind it you can it, see it, everything it's
2: diegetic because it literally exists in their world right like I mean, it's diegetic in that sense but it doesn't mm. impact you in the same way so part of wh- yeah I, i'm a big fan of uh, uh, of transmedia integration so like this happens a lot with like args and things like that so like when yeah. something you know a, a, a character in a show just this this happened with Repo the Genetic Opera is all the characters had MySpace accounts right yeah they all fully had MySpace accounts and I I was That's working so on a web ser- I was so working on a web series for something at one point I had to put out an episode and I got banned from OnlyFans because of it don't <laughs> even worry not for pornography for gore uh but so like it's you know the OnlyFans that exists in this show would right. be exactly the same to us as it is to them we can all access these gory, sure. horrible, suicide photos, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so, in even though the gun is diegetic, the gun doesn't affect us the same way no. it does the characters, but the audio does. If a song is playing, we are hearing the song just the same as sure. they are.
1: That is actually an extremely good point, and I've, it reminds yeah. me, too, that we've got... Um, we actually have an AIG for Jack of Trades that I, I always forget that we have, but we do. Um we have an actual Fidas official company Twitter account. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> this is excellent. Yeah, this is
2: excellent. <laughs> or, or 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 live theater has like a weird bridge here, yeah. where like mm-hmm. if a character smokes, this is like a, almost exclusive to scent specifically with theater. Or if you know character yes. touch. like if you if you go see cabaret yeah.
1: and the wall the, was uh, being a set designer and, and director for theater and going around and just spraying the <laughs> the, the smoke scent of yeah stuff. yeah, yeah. This, it makes a big difference. This,
2: the cigarettes gonna impact you exactly the same way. If the Kit Kat boys from Cabaret come down and sit in your lap, they're gonna affect you the same way they're affecting people on stage, right? Mm-hmm. The, the even the orchestra is beautiful. I was in Cabaret or like whatever. Like
1: mm-hmm.
2: I literally exist. My trumpet exists for you the same way it does for the MC. Like
1: yeah, yep that bridges the gap between you and the media. I wonder if that's also why it's been a big trend to see horror, because that um, this impacts you. It's not often a friendly feeling, is it? Mm. Like, when we're experiencing media, uh, the, when it reaches out and grabs you in a way that you are no longer in control of how it impacts your world, that is not often received as a friendly gesture. <laughs> It's very much a, hey, no, 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 you can go right back into the TV box or I don't need you in my living room. Get out of like, here, Samara. <laughs> yes, Samara, uh, look at you. I've uh, been doing our yoga, I see. But there's there's an element of intrusiveness to it that I think lends well to. So I wonder then if diegetic um, audio dramas are kind of like the ultimate diegetic Fiction experience and in, in the the way that we are capable of creating it, right? Because sound, sound is sound is sound, right? We can, w- w- if we're hearing what the characters are hearing, there is no barrier between us and the character. And if that is the only information we have, then that's the, that is the truest possible relay of information. Um, I do
2: dramatically on how you're receiving it too, like yeah, say it, like saying it is like if you're night vale, you are listening to the radio like kai said you know Cocos yeah. industries you are a shareholder receiving the you know uh, uh, up, updates whatever it happens to be you yeah which is wolf 359 is less of like a intrusive scary spookum where it's like it is fully canonical that it's recorded it's you know the sound is diegetic right this is actually happening there on a ship but it's not the same like put into your
0: hands yeah sort of thing
1: yeah that is true. That is do true. You,
0: do you find then that there is like a quality barrier for you where if because it's meant to be this kind of this is exactly what you're hearing and it's is if the sound design isn't like quote unquote good enough, do you find that that can then Make a non or oh, make a sorry, make a digestive thing not as good for you because it's like, well, that's not what it sounds like. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you, how yeah, far yeah, did it yeah. sound like a punch? Does, does can you do like a? <laughs>
1: we whoosh? have like, yeah, yeah we have, have Jack, Jack jump and it's a boing, like yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> you do that, or does it have to be? You have to be realistic. You can't do like the tricks that you do in normal sound design. A punch has to just be. It just has to sound like you will be You know what I mean? It's a
1: very good question and
0: then you have this really high standard for sound design of like well I mean, you have to take it all the way and be fucking like, kind of. Shit and like so like
1: you know. a punch sounds really anticlimactic um mm. for those who haven't been punched or thrown punched i can i can i can or tell you
2: even like it's yeah. so boring to hear it so, Sla- it does, nothing. slapping sounds great slapping oh, sounds yeah.
1: fantastic yes yeah, slapping sounds amazing but but punches nothing um Mm. it just sounds vaguely damp it's horrible but um it's it's all just a little too squishy but um the punch effect that we give in Mm. audio if we gave the actual sound of a punch no one would buy it no one would buy that that was a punch you'd be like why did you just hit that dude with a fish like well that's a very bizarre thing that you've just done that doesn't intimidate me at all versus like the sound effects that we create for punching create um it's entirely fake no punch in the world sounds like that no punch has ever sounded like that but we as people will immediately hear that and go that was a punch
2: there's also with audio because we're already in the mindset of like it's just voices mostly we also are set up for like even if it is just the like Sound. Mm-hmm. You then have the uh, afterwards. Yeah, like true. you're, you are way more forgiving of someone making like pain sound, reaction sound, versus just like you know, in a, yeah. in a film, you know. But
1: exactly, Benoni, it, That's it's exactly what I mean. Mm-hmm. Is because Kai, you said realistic, and that was the thing that I was atta- like, I was latched onto. Of like, is it realistic though, or is it You'll, still like a yeah. hyper high standard of quality? But I, I wouldn't necessarily say realism. I mean the, the standard example is the the lion's roar. That's not what lions sound like. I have worked with but both lions yeah. and tigers and, and that is a tiger roar. Um but lions sound stupid as hell. Yeah. <laughs> think they would roar. like
2: what bald <laughs> eagles? Bald eagles also sound dumb.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, isn't it they use a red no what yeah, it?
2: it's a red tailed hog.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but then I think awesome, when right? I said like realistic I meant is in, so you're using it like
1: quality, yeah.
0: Like you know, what the sound of a film is—you're presenting a idea of reality as opposed to actual yes. reality. But then, yes. but do do because uh, do diegetic podcasts do that or uh, like? Do you see what I mean? Like, does do the standard do, of
1: that matter to like, the quality of the media? Actual realism yeah.
0: Yeah. is it, somebody was, you know, if somebody was—if you do a diegetic fight scene, you have to act as if you have stood in a fight scene outside a bar or whatever and recorded it and it has to sound like it would have, which is usually a lot of footsteps and like, ooh, ooh, that kind of <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? I feel like also though, it's it's because it is
2: fiction, you do get that plausible deniability of like, yeah. okay, Blair Witch Project top to bottom is found footage and everything yeah. that happens in it is diegetic their audio is really fucking good for spreading through the woods. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah their guy with that boom mic, like, man, you
1: gotta, you gotta yeah. fire him again. Like, he's so, really good.
2: And so I feel like there is just, like, a touch of yeah. leeway there in that, like, yes, it's gonna be different, it's gonna be slightly towards, like, the realism side, but it's not hyper-realistic. Nobody's listening. I, think, I mean, yeah.
1: the quality of it, I think it depends on the framing, right? Um, like And the genre. And the genre, very much so the genre. Um, like, for example, you we are talking about Magus Archives' very, very early episodes. They just put the tape deck um, filter over the top of mediocre audio quality and nobody batted an eye at it because it was meant to be kind of like that. So I think if it's inconsistent with the story that's being presented, if, like for example, we have a hyper-realistic future sci-fi thing and then we hear it and it sounds like it's been put through a dishwasher like that's a bit weird and we're gonna have more difficult buying into it whereas if it was a western be like okay sounds like it's gone through you know about eight shootouts that seems viable like that sounds about right um so,
0: I'm dreading in Chain of Being where somebody makes a phone call. Cause like, do I yeah. it to the degree where it's like this is what a phone call sounds like, but it's like it's however many years in the future, right. audio quality and transmission is gonna be fucking perfect, but you're not gonna I don't yeah. want it to sound like they're in the room. So yeah, right. it's it's a, it's a choice you have to make eventually that I've not yet had to make, but when I do, I, I will spend weeks things. trying to figure it out.
1: The, yeah. uh, one of the big things that drives me nuts with um, audio, diegetic media, and I know this is probably only a me, a me thing, um, so do not apply the standard to anybody. I'm neurotic enough that this is a, a thing that I notice. Um, blocking. Um, I, mm. my, my original uh, artistic endeavor was musical theater. Blocking is my bread and butter. I know where everybody should be at any point in time. And so I track things and I think in like, the 3D space a lot. And that's just kind of how my brain's always worked. So with Jack of All Trades and with um, Midsummer's Quarantine, rudely enough, which is also diegetic, actually, now that I think about it, um, and not horror. There we go. Now we have an example. It is definitively not horror. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but all of those are, have blocking as to where the microphone is at any given point in time and relative to where the other characters are. Um, because I pay attention, me, I, Amy pay attention and I go, you were not on that side of the room two seconds Mm -hmm. ago. And I did not hear any air emotions that you were turning. I did not hear any effort. I heard nothing. We are still facing the same direction. That motherfucker either needs some footsteps or to stay put. And, like, <laughs> so that's something that I follow very closely um, to for immersive stuff. If I'm meant to be living through the microphone, so to speak, um, I, that paying attention to that is... Something that I can't really get away from. And I thought that was actually a wonderful thing about Chain of Being, too. And when it is immersive, that one guy hammering a nail in the background is exactly where he is the entire time. When Adam passes him by, you can hear it. And like that, that is so cool to me. And it is immediately drags me into that like way beyond the point of suspension of belief i am now willing to follow whatever the hell you throw at me so with stuff like i think you can increase your quality in ways that have nothing to do with the actual audio quality is what i'm getting at Um, if your blocking is solid enough you could make it sound like you recorded it on a tape deck um but it's in mm. the sci-fi future so long as your blocking is believable enough people will be like i guess something happened to the files between now and then um
0: must be my headphones my 21st right, yeah. headphones
1: exactly yeah um oh there's why it's a bit of a why
0: so many horror podcasts Oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> I
1: was gonna say there's your excuse for the telephone calls. Kai yeah. is like, oh it's your headphones actually. Good evening,
0: <laughs>
2: listeners. Yeah. Your headphones can't pick wrong. up the quality of
1: lightning on that. Fuck
2: you. That's brains couldn't. So it's <laughs> your fault
1: if you think about it, yeah. your,
2: everyone here can hear it perfectly fine. You're the odd one out. <laughs> you should feel <laughs> bad about it. Anyway, this That's episode is sponsored
0: want. by RayCon. Yeah. <laughs> um this- is that, is that why so many horror podcasts have that f- or like even just like well yeah somebody so many of these podcasts have like it's almost like a meme at this point i was I was making the joke with my um housemate that like you could there should be like a shared universe of like horror podcasts where everyone just has tape decks like they they never progressed past tape decks and that's why everyone uses them in everything like I, is, it, is it use it because it's such an iconic thing and if you do take liberties with like realism whatever that means yeah once you put the tape deck thing it's like oh this is a recording and so then it kind of like is a very easy way to go oh, oh look it's a recording it's okay it's, yeah. it's just don't, like don't have analog that it's
1: forgiving.
2: like analog horror pretty much yeah. like yeah. where you can you can instantly make footage found also, by putting cctv lines on it you know yeah, that's true which cctv uh, cameras now do not have those lines they are government drones looking in my window
1: okay, yeah <laughs> but um but yeah it's uh, the the tape deck also has um this is this is a, a foley thing that i'll touch mm-hmm. up briefly before we we should wrap this this up but um we Fully artists and um, any sound designer or music designer, anybody who's trying to create an atmosphere with sound, so again, touching on the musical theater history here, um, there's a vibe to sound. There's a reason why some things are pleasant, some things are not. Um, I am willing to bet that Kai knows way more about the the actual information about that than I do, but I know that at a baseline, some Mm -hmm. stuff sounds nice, some stuff doesn't. Um, And typically the more mechanical a sound is, the rougher it'll be because it's not designed to sound nice to you. It is, it is a sound that is a product of whatever is happening, um, not an indicator noise. So tape decks don't have um, indicator noises that have been designed. Those are all mechanics. So if you are hearing the click, you are literally hearing the, the gears of the tape hitting the mechanism that is stopping them from moving. Um, you are hear, hearing the magnets shift around in the little plastic box. Um, it is a very mechanical device, and as a result, there's nothing about it that has been designed to be pleasing. Yeah. Whereas, if say I recorded this on my, I don't even know if iPods had recording, and I don't think they oh, did. Oh,
2: trust me, they did.
1: For <laughs> cool, you could control. I guess would be the way. That, but um, they I, did.
2: Oh yeah, down yeah. to the down to the uh, nano with a scroll.
1: You yeah, I did because I did record stuff with my um but like it's still like a like like <laughs> it doesn't sound like I'm running for my life here. I'm never going to see my children again. <laughs> like it's gonna be like, you
0: know what I was just thinking actually. The kind of is the kind of the equivalent of that in in the and the, as you were describing the mechanical thing of like undesigned. But yeah, like on. when you like pick up a like w- when I'm recording with a Zoom, the fucking worst thing. Well, it's like a field recorder. The worst thing is like the like movement sounds on the mic like you can hear your hands on the outside casing yeah. because the vibrations are going through into the diaphragm so there is no beep when it stops but you know i literally exactly like you know i've picked up the mic and pressed stop because right at the beginning in the end there's a and it always does the exact same thing and like yeah so i think that might be the modern equivalent so yeah but it's also tape sound cool it's iconic you know is yeah. sexy yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> We'll, we'll end there why tape recorders they sexy <laughs> sexy uh, you. <laughs> it was,
0: it was, as you were saying like oh yeah mechanical noises they're not meant to be like oh they're, they're not pleasant they're rougher and then inside i went maybe there's something yeah, wrong like, well, i, <laughs> I love it mechanical
2: <laughs> yeah call call the call the conversation back to why does bucky barnes have 45 straps because mechanical noise is sexy yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
1: that was the whole reason for the arm too you really. get that
2: arm moved <laughs> just yeah <laughs>
1: Wow. <laughs> the articulation that I wanted to talk to the, pro- the prop maker there and oh, have some interesting conversation. Anyway. hey same <laughs> anyway mechanical <laughs> shit hits different is where we're gonna land on that literally <laughs> I play the
0: sounds of fucking machinery to go to bed motors and i used to listen to a there's
1: our there's our third track analog fucks i
0: used
2: to listen to a a soviet submarine ambiance to fall asleep yeah. because it was just enough like empty dead sound with like bing, bing <laughs> to, like activate my like it was great it was fabulous Sorry. i'm better right. now <laughs>
1: Doubt. Um, We're going to have our dinner break, and we'll be back at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, um, 5 p.m. Mountain, if you're in my range, and uh, 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, We'll be back to talk about the future of scripted audio drama. All right, guys, see ya.
0: Oh, yeah, it's starting at 12 (laughs) a.m.